Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Matt gets the snap. There's pressure. Matt steps to his right. Matt trying to step up. Matt heaves it toward the end zone. Wants Andre Johnson. He makes the catch for a Texans touchdown. Andre Johnson plucks it out of the air. And the Texans will tie this game. Matt Schaub just said, go ahead and get it. You're the best wide receiver in the league. I'll give it to you. Rock and roll. (laughs) Gotta have it. We're 0 for 2 tonight on that one. Come on, Vandy. Pulling him out of the archives, man. That's the voice, Mark Vandermeer. Uh, we're going to be playing Andre Johnson highlights uh, throughout text, tonight. I think I got to text Vandermeer <clears throat> right now and be like, "Bruh, what's up with these calls at no rock and roll?" And they're his favorite. He cho- he handpicked these for Andre Johnson, so uh, he sent them to us. Chris Santiago playing them, uh, spinning them for us, and we're enjoying them. Andre Johnson could be a Hall of Famer already, though it hasn't officially leaked. It will officially be announced. We'll find out one way or the other here this hour at the NFL Honors, which is well underway. Uh, Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, all awards that uh, Houston Texans could win if your name is D'Amico Ryans, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, John Weeks, certainly the creme de la creme, Andre Johnson, uh, the hopeful that he is going to be able to call himself, and we will be able to call him a Hall of Famer at night's end. That's going to be sweet, along with Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne. Those are the three modern-day wide receivers uh, that are up for induction this year, besides Art Powell, who I'd mentioned earlier. He's a senior finalist. Uh, Calvin Johnson, PC, the last modern-day wide receiver enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, his induction came back in 2021. 713-572-4610. Andre Johnson, Hall of Famer. Is he in this year or not? You make the call. We want to hear from you. And if you're one of those that doesn't think Andre Johnson should get in before Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne, I'd also like to hear from you. Um, one individual on our Twitch uh, chat, Uh, that I wanted to reference, and it's since updated, but was talking about Andre Johnson not being worthy, said, quote, why would Dre get in when Wayne and Holt have the better resumes? And I give a little bit of pause to that. You and I had a brief discussion about this during the break, PC. I can hear you when you tell me that, hey, the totality of the overall numbers at career's end 
it looks better for Reggie Wayne. It looks better for Torrey Holt uh, than Andre Johnson in a lot of cases. However, well, however, hold on. I had to take a little breath. <clears throat> Let me just read this to you. And this is something that I compiled last season after looking at the current wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. Andre Johnson could be the 30th receiver put in the Hall of Fame. Out of the 29 receivers that are already in, Andre Johnson has more catches than 24 of the 29. Andre Johnson has more yards than 23 of the 29. Andre Johnson has scored more touchdowns than 10 of the 29. Andre Johnson has played in more games than 18 of the 29. Andre Johnson is 11th all-time in receiving yards amongst current Hall of Fame wide receivers. Again, I say this. It's always been a question of rather when, not if. I think the problem that we have here is the conversation is getting bastardized, right? It's Reggie Wayne or Andre Johnson or Torrey Holt, and it really should be and. Yes. All three of those guys should be in the Hall of Fame, and honestly, they should have been in already. We shouldn't still be having them on that. All three of these guys should already be in Canton. And if you want to parse the main numbers, right? There's a larger problem to what you just said, too, though. I mean, just aside from wide receivers and these individuals specifically, there's a much bigger problem as to why there are a lot of other guys not yet in that should be. Reggie Wayne has 1,070 career receptions. That's eight more than Andre Johnson. It's 150 more than Torrey Holt. Mm -hmm. He has 14,345 yards. Andre is 14,185. Torrey Holt is 13,382. Reggie Wayne has 82 touchdowns. Holt has 74, and Andre has 70. Reggie Wayne played almost his entire career with Peyton Manning, who's, you know, Hall of Fame. Torrey Holt got to play a lot with Kurt Warner, Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Andre Johnson's best quarterback was Matt Schaub, Mm -hmm. who can't carry those two guys' friggin' bags. That Andre has those numbers in, in in the same ballpark as Wayne and Holt, with those guys having quarterbacks who were tens, and his best quarterback was a five and a half. Man, you could do shabby like that. Five and a quarter, a little more accurate. <laughs> you know. Could have gone six. He did not play with anything close. He had a shell shock David Carr. Yeah. Right? He had Tony Banks. He had the Rosencopter. He had T.J. Yates. Case. I mean, just guys who should have been backups, followed by should have been a backup, should have been a backup, should have been a backup. Scrub, scrub, shab, scrub, backup. That's the argument that that we all kind of tend to gravitate towards, right? And I nobody can disagree. When you go through the numbers, as I just did, compared to already inducted Hall of Famers. And then compared to guys like Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne, when you talk about Andre Johnson, sure, and a lot of those numbers, Johnson falls short, at least is third amongst those three. But here's the thing that I have to say to the people that say, well, 
you know, Reggie Wayne's better, Torrey Holt's better, they've got better resumes. I mean, I if you I, I think I could probably make the argument that Andre Johnson, despite all of those career numbers where he falls short, despite where his quarterbacks that he played for, all of them fell short. Reggie Wayne had one 1,500-yard season. Torrey Holt had two. Andre Johnson had three. Johnson has three all-pro seasons. Two consensus. The others were one-time consensus all-pros. Johnson voted to six Pro Bowls as a starter, went to seven overall. Wayne went three times as a starter, three times as a reserve. Holt credited with seven Pro Bowls, but three were as an injury replacement. Oh, listen, if you really pick the numbers apart, so the only place where Dre is third really is touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about this before, about how, you know, the Kubiak offense, they got down inside the 10-yard line, and it was run, 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 run. And you were saying, like, you remember from, from covering those teams, Andre Johnson wouldn't even be on the field. Sometimes he wasn't on the field in the red zone. Just insane to think about. Like, holy smokes, are you kidding me? It's so true. Like, I would love to go back and look at some of those numbers, like total snaps in the red zone or total, um, you know, targets in the red zone. Um, You could parse over all of that stuff and probably fascinate yourself for hours. But I don't think you need to do that. I'm just, I'm tired of the narrative that Johnson won't get in until Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt do. I'm sick and tired of that narrative because I think, and I feel like I've just done it, and John McClain's probably done it time and time and time again, and probably far more eloquently than I could ever imagine to do it, but it's fallen on deaf ears. It hasn't worked. It hasn't happened. It's hit the brick wall and fallen straight to the ground. There, again, is a larger issue with politics of this whole thing wasn't it back in 2019 by the way where the hall of fame committee at least ahead of that inducted class it could have been 18 or 19 it was one of those correct me if i'm wrong they said you know what there's a lot of guys that you know we've got to put in uh that we missed on and didn't they open it up in one of those years to have their largest inducted class like ever and it it was it was it's been a push to kind of make up for the players that they've snubbed in years past. Who says, ah, you know what? It's never happened in history where three wide receivers have gotten in in one class. Well, you know what? Have you ever had three wide receivers that were deserving to get in in one class? I think you do this year. Like, let's make that happen. I'm tired of having to go back and research numbers as, well, last year they didn't put a wide receiver in. The year before that, they only put two. Uh, One of them was Cliff Branch and the other was... uh, uh, who did I just make? Cal- Calvin Johnson. Well, think about like, this, right? If they're deserving, put them in. How many of these guys screwed over Terrell Owens and made him wait for no reason? Terrell Owens is the greatest wide receiver to sure. ever play not named Jerry Rice. Didn't he wait like eight, nine years? No, something? he just had to wait like one one year because the second year Randy Moss was eligible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they you're right. Had, the NFL has kind of done this whole image revamp with Randy Moss, like Major League yeah. Baseball, with Alex Rodriguez, you know, they got him on the TV shows. They're trying to make him, like, nicer and, and more, like, fan-friendly. And because Randy got in, T.O. got in. And it was total crap. T.O. should have been in. Mm-hmm. 
But then they couldn't, all right, well, if Randy's getting in, how are we going to say Randy's getting in and T.O.'s not getting in? Well, where our, our hypocrisy and our, our idiocy is really, really going to shine at that point. It was total crap T.O. didn't get in. I don't remember if it was the second time or the third time that T.O. had to wait, but he had to wait until Randy Moss. If they'd have just put T.O. in the first time when they should have, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have these backlogs. But instead, you know, they want to play games. And, you know, we make fun of the, the baseball writers for playing games with guys. Oh, sure. Guys are no Football does it too. Yeah, 100%. And look, it's there's no real sign of it of it, of it changing. I, I, I did this too last year, and I'd since thrown it away out of frustration. But I went back and looked at the waiting periods for a lot of guys, and that's why... <laughs> You know, I went eight or nine years on Terrell Owens. I just can't remember. But uh, I feel like the average amount of time players had to wait was in and around like six, seven years. And that's so ridiculous. Like, the Hall of Fame's been around for a while. You know, we put guys in posthumously, you know, all the time across sports. Like, it shouldn't have to come to that. Give them the opportunity to enjoy the moment with their family at the earliest possible stage you can so they can have the chance to bring their kids and their grandkids to see them. I mean, that that is a life achievement that, you know, you're stripping away some prime years of people's lives to be able to do that. And that's what I don't like. You either are or you aren't. And we can see it. The writers can see it. And the the writers that are responsible, the people on the committee that are responsible for making these decisions, it's just gotten so far out of hand. It's hard to play catch up, man. But if you're going to do it in 2018, 2019, whatever it was, they had their largest induction class. Like to me, you have the opportunity to put uh, three terrific, well-deserving players in at the same time. That makes a great class. You know what I mean? You know what? Hey, C Sex. Hit me with the breaking news sounder. Sports Radio 610, Houston Texans breaking news. Andre Johnson is a Hall of Famer. Let's go. That is official. It is officially official. It is several years too late, but they finally got it right. That's all that matters. Andre Johnson is going to the Hall of Fame. 80 is where he belongs. All right, Chris. I don't care which one it is, but let me hear one. Just play it, baby. Schaub in the gun. Throws it right side. Wide receiver screen. Andre Johnson across the 40, 35 to his right 30. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Rock and roll. The Texans win it. Andre Johnson, 48 yards. My goodness. Houston wins in overtime. And the Texans... Roar back from two touchdowns down in regulation to take it in the extra session as the special season continues. <laughs> I love Finally it. Finally got it. <laughs> I love it. Woo! Rock and roll, baby. Andre Johnson, number 80, a pro football Hall of Famer. What a week it's been, man. And it's Thursday. What's going to happen tomorrow to put the cherry on top? Is this the cherry already? <laughs> I'll take it if you it know is. What? Day early. Let's it go. It be. It's got to be. How do, you, how do you do better than that? Nobody else is getting in the Hall of Fame this week from Houston in their respective sport. Hey, don't we have somebody who like owns a pizza shop bring us up some pizza? We need to party a little bit. Let's go.
Uh, Tyler's still here, so he's you got the key. You get the pizza, we got the beer. <laughs> Tyler's got the key to the most important room in this on this floor, I think. Actually, they're in the other fridge. Oh, yes, we found those. They are. We got them in the other <laughs> fridge. You're right. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I might have to pop one open for Dre on this one, man. 713-572-4610. Let's celebrate, baby. It's Area 45. Andre Johnson in the Hall of Fame. We'll do that. Get to Hot Leads. All coming up next at Sports Radio 610. Beer time. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. These are the new leads. Now look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glengarry leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to thank the Texans organization, uh, all the way to McNair's, Nick Casario, Danica Ryan. Y'all entrusted in me uh, by drafting me number two, and uh, I appreciate that and never go uh, misunderstood. I appreciate y'all. Uh, secondly, I want to thank my family, uh, my mother, my father, uh, my brother, my sister. Uh, y'all have been my rock since I've been a kid, and I love y'all so much. Uh, I want to thank Ohio State, uh, Coach Day, uh, Ty Fitch, um, and a ton of just Buckeyes out here that gave me number support and showed a young kid some love all the way 2,000 miles away from home. Um, and I want to thank back home, Southern California, all the way from IE to LA. I'm a true Cali kid, and um, everything that y'all taught me took a village to raise me, and I appreciate that. Uh, this honor means a lot, and to whatever, whatever kid that's out here watching, you can do anything you put your mind to, man. Uh, I'm a living testimony to uh, perseverance and just trusting your goals and your dreams, and I just thank God for this. Thank y'all. There you go. That is your quarterback, H-Town, C.J. Stroud, offensive rookie of the year. Keep them coming. Just moments ago, it was announced, number 80, the GOAT, Andre Johnson, 
will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame later on this year and have his bust in Canton, Ohio, immortalized, immortalized forever. What a fantastic night. Dude. What a fantastic night. Dre's going to the hall. Finally. See, Dre's offensive rookie of the year. I think that anybody who thought he wasn't going to be or didn't vote for him should probably be launched into the sun. There could still be more hardware coming. Oh, and the Islanders are kicking the snot (laughs) out of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Today is glorious. (laughs) Personal preference for you, no doubt. More hardware coming. D'Amico Ryans could get coach of the year. By the way, uh, big fat shout out to my man uh, Clint Sterner for these silver bullets. Clint, thank you, my man. Appreciate you. Pour one out for you here in just a bit. Will Anderson could get defensive rookie of the year. John Weeks could get the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Bobby Slowick could get Assistant Coach of the Year. Absolutely fantastic. I want to take this time real quick just to uh, tip of the cap because the guy deserves it. I'm happy for a lot of people, a lot of things. I got to give a big tip of the cap to the General John McClain. That dude worked his ass off for the last handful of years. uh, Pounding on the table to get it done for Andre Johnson. And I know what a lot of people, um, uh, you know, saw it in John, how bad he wanted it for Dre, and said on these airwaves last month that he'd think about giving that responsibility to somebody else if he didn't get it done this year. I'm so happy that John McClain got it done for Andre Johnson this year. That's awesome. I'm happy for John. I'm happy for Dre. I'm happy for the Texans. And cheers to you, H-Town. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve the best. You absolutely deserve the very best. Congratulations, Houston. I'm glad. Now, I'm getting personal here. Yeah. It sucks that John McClain's not with us here at 6 mm-hmm. It freaking sucks. When I first got to Houston. John McClain's, you know, Hall of Famer. He did not need to, you know, take a abrasive, obnoxious New York guy and take him around NRG and introduce him to everybody and show him the ropes. And John welcomed me with open, open arms. And through the years, even when uh, we did not work at the same radio station. Mm-hmm. Always a friend, a mentor, an advisor, and just someone that I respected and appreciated who took time out of his day. He didn't need to, but he did. Took time out of his day to help me out whenever I asked. I am really happy that, as you mentioned, John has been the flag bearer Mm -hmm. for Andre Johnson to the Hall of Fame committee for years. And with him no longer being on air, that he was able to succeed this year, I'm really happy that he was able to be successful Mm -hmm. uh, in what turned out to be his last month with Sports Radio 610, that he gets to see the fruits of his labor 
with the Hall of Fame committee. Yes, sir. Finally get Andre in. That is that is a as big as it is for Andre, it's also big for John. This was this was a, a personal mission for him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see it through. Yes. And he gets to. You know what's um well said, by the way, uh, and well deserved for John McClain. Who's next? JJ Watt. Up next to be inducted the earliest he can get in, 2028. John McClain has the honor to do that for JJ. Make the case. Shouldn't be too hard. I was going to say, what does he have to do? Get up there and be like, JJ Watt, mother bleepers, and, and sit down. <laughs> I right? was just going to say, <laughs> if I was John McClain, if he gets that honor in 2028, I don't know how they do it, but I, I can imagine the way that I would probably do it if I was John. I'd get get a sturdy chair, put it right next to the table, climb up onto the chair, climb up onto the table, and probably say something very similar to what you did. But if I'm John, I'd say, J.J. Watt. Hey, can and we then just, step off. <laughs> can we just call up? Walk out, close the door. Can we call up Samuel Jackson and have him make the pitch for J.J. Watt? Because nobody oh, man. drops Mother Bleeper better than Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Just have him walk in there, look at everybody like, J.J. Watt, Mother Bleeper. <laughs> Don't waste my Mother Bleeper time. J.J. Watt. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be fantastic. What a- I-, I love the, uh, the old Capital One uh, spot where... The guy's like, oh, I'm Samuel L. Jackson, and I say, what's in your wallet? He's like, I don't say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I haven't seen that one yet. I have not seen that. All right, a few more things. Well, let's get to the rest of the hot leads. Um, First and foremost, NBA trade deadline today came and went. Uh, Hope you thoroughly enjoyed uh, you some Steven Adams and the Rockets swinging that deal a few days ago because that's where it uh, started and it stopped. 2 p.m. came and went for the Rockets. They didn't blink an eye, didn't do squat. Uh, Will instead apparently eye the offseason or next season to uh, make a move or moves for a big-time player or players. Uh, We'll talk about how disappointed you may or may not be if they made the right move. Love to hear from you. 713-572-4610 throughout the show. You want to hit us up on the chat. Uh, Meanwhile, there was a flurry of moves today. Uh, in the NBA, would you say the biggest one, Oklahoma City Thunder acquiring Gordon Hayward from the uh, Charlotte Hornets, or maybe the Brooklyn Nets getting Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young from the Raptors, maybe the 76ers dealing uh, former Rocket 35-year-old Patrick Beverly to the Milwaukee Bucks, or uh, the Knicks acquiring uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. And Alec Burks from the uh, lowly Detroit Pistons. Or maybe the Suns acquiring Royce O'Neal from the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know. None of that does anything for me. That was your NBA trade deadline in a nutshell. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. That I, it, I was feeling like nothing big was going to happen. There were going to be a lot of bench moves. Sports Radio 610. Houston Texans breaking news. Hello, PC. Hold up, PC. Stop the presses. You ready? Dun, 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 dun. No. Here we go. Will Anderson. Clear some room on your shelves, kind sir. He takes home defensive rookie of the year. Woo! 
That's a trio of good news this evening. CJ Offensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Andre Johnson, a Hall of Famer. I'm glad they got it right. Trifecta. I'm glad they got it right. Will Anderson deserved to be the Defensive Rookie of the Year. I know earlier in the season, Jalen Carter was having a better season, but down the stretch, Will Anderson was dominant. And he came back, he was injured, he played 12 snaps, and got pressures on nine of them. Yep. But Will Anderson was a difference maker for the Houston Texans when it mattered, and down the stretch as the Eagles absolutely freaking collapsed. Jalen Carter was nowhere to be found. Yeah. I don't know if Jalen Carter ended up being still the favorite to win it coming into tonight, but the last month plus of play from Will Anderson absolutely should have sealed the deal, and apparently it did as uh, he rightfully takes home what is his defensive rookie of the year. 713-572-4610. Let's get out to the phone calls, man. I want to celebrate a little bit. Let's talk to Faye. Faye, you're on Sports Radio 610. What's going on? Appreciate you. Want a beer, Faye? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, Got it. Been a fan of both of you guys, and uh, glad to see you guys collaborating. Um, I'm happy to hear Andre Johnson get in the Hall of Fame. I definitely think he was more worthy than uh, Torrey Holt or um, the other receiver, Reggie Wayne. Uh, I was just concerned that maybe outside of Houston, people didn't really see his greatness or appreciate his greatness or know how good he was, but uh, it is awesome to see that him get acknowledged and I'm happy to see him get his flowers. No question. Faye, were you ever was there ever a doubt in your mind that it wasn't going to happen? You know, I was I thought it was gonna happen. I just think for whatever reason it's been hard for receivers and um like he was one of the top like two, three receivers whenever, you know, when he was in his in his heyday. I was just thought I honestly thought <laughs> if it didn't happen this year, JJ Watt might get in before him just because the Hall of Fame is weird when it comes to elite receivers. Certainly so. has been, yeah. Certainly has been. Faye, I appreciate you, my man. Congratulations. No problem, guys. I know you as a fan, uh, absolutely ecstatic about it, man. You deserve it. Houston Texan fans absolutely deserve it. Uh, let's get out to Tony. Tony, you're up next on Sports Radio 610. What up, Tony? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. The Yo, Sean, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. This has yeah. been a badass week, hasn't it? Oh, my God. It's been unbelievable. And you know what? Also, he was talking about McLean putting up with him. But, Patrick, we have to make Sean a honorary Long Islander because he's putting up with me and you. So, <laughs> it's was, a double whammy coming when I call. So. I was telling him, you know, but, we got to we gotta go up to New York this year and I got to take him all around all my favorite haunts and stuff. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, you got to go on a on a chartered trip like that. All the people down here that go away to New York ask me, and I give them an itinerary, and they're very satisfied. So, <laughs> um, but you know, I was ever put everything he said again. Long Island, and the Islanders you're cheering for cracked me up because I played ice hockey growing up, and we used to practice at Racket and Rink in Comac, and that's where the Islanders practiced. And we went on after them. So Gary Howitt and Nystrom and Gillies and all. They'd walk across in their denim one-piece outfits with the bell bottoms and the flared collars, and you know we saw all four cups when we were younger. So it's it brings back all the memories all the time, and it's just an amazing day for the Texans and Andre and CJ, and I mean just the guys just performed so well this year. 
And, you know, so tomorrow we sign Tucker. Saturday we sign Bregman. And the week will be fulfilled. You know, that would just be mm. amazing. Mm. But uh, I liked what you guys said last night. He kind of confirmed my call. He was like, no, they're going to be aggressive. And I think he already went over. I think he, he still continues to go over. But, I mean, you guys just light me up every time. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to. Now I got to call in. Now I got to call in. Patrick's going nutty. I got to call in. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, and listen, the Texan words, I remember the first day I said, y'all, okay? I was going to start <laughs> off with, I was fixing to call you, because that drives me nuts, too. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm fixing to go to the store. Well, just go to the store. I'm fixing to get ready to go out. Just get ready to go out. What, what do you mean you're fixing to? What are you fixing? That's same thing as you guys, but... Uh, anyway, love you both. And you and I, you and I grew up in an era where like regular callers to sports radio were almost like part of the show, right? Doris from Regal Park or Jerome in Manhattan, you know, like, like they were, they they were part of the show. So man. Oh yeah. We grew up with Mike and the Mad Dog. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy Mike and the Mad Dog. I appreciate that, uh, that you call in as much as you do. I think it's great. Also, Hey, did you ever play Green Machine? Did I ever play what? Did you ever play for Green Machine? Uh, I guess we just... Oh, what him. happened? I don't did know we lose happened. Tony? Yeah, I guess he... Because Tony was talking about he played... He play, I played ice hockey. Yeah. And we used to play... Like, the Islanders would have matinee games on a Saturday. They'd play at 5. Uh-huh. And they'd be done by, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then we would play after the Islanders. That was the coolest thing. <laughs> we got awesome. to play at Nassau Coliseum. Wow. Right where the Islanders played. After they played, we'd meet all the players. It was so freaking cool. That's good stuff, man. Hey, let's continue to celebrate a great night in the city of Houston. Uh, Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the Year. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And the GOAT, number 80, Andre Johnson, uh, going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 713-572-4610. Let us hear from you. Call, text, be a part of the show, Twitch and YouTube. Coming up next, we'll hear from Will Anderson in his acceptance speech from earlier this evening at the NFL Honors. Stay there. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. But I'm here. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. First, I just got to give all glory to God, man. Without him, none of this is possible, man. He deserves all the honor and praise. Um, Second, I just got to give a shout out to my beautiful family, my mom, my dad, my five sisters, my grandparents, um, auntie, cousins. Thank you all so much for caring for me, loving me, supporting me through the ups and downs, the good and bad. All of it um, to the Texans organization, the McNairs, Nick, D'Amico. Words can't even explain. Y'all drafting up, drafting me, coming up to get me, man. It means the absolute world to me, man. Thank y'all so much for believing in me, trusting in me to be a part of this organization. I'm forever grateful. And to my teammates, man, thank y'all for the belief, the confidence y'all gave me, man. Everything. I appreciate y'all boys. In the D-line room, I can't forget about y'all boys. Rank, Jerry, JG, Malik, all y'all boys. Thank y'all for pushing me, helping me become a better, you know, defense lineman, a better person. 
Coach Rod, Dylan, thank y'all for helping me bring me closer to God, helping me show that his faith and his mercy and his grace is, is undeniable, man. So thank you, and I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. There you go, Will Anderson, defensive rookie of the year. There's Woo! one, there's two, there's three. Now give us the golden sombrero, if you will, coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans. Um, that should be forthcoming any moment now, uh, I hope. I don't know if they save that thing for the last award. I never watched these things, but uh, damn, <laughs> maybe I need to make an appointment uh, to do so in the future because tonight PC has been uh, an incredible, incredible night. Incredible night, incredible week, and I, listening to Will Anderson right there, am just kind of floored. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of floored how far we've come as a city, as fans of a football team within it. Over the last four years, man, it has been absolutely an incredible, hellacious roller coaster that is now coasting down and coming back home. And um, it is, it's been a, it's been Amazing to watch the turnaround since D'Amico Ryan's step a single solitary foot through the door at NRG. I remember last year uh, hosting a, a draft day event, and when C.J. Stroud got taken number two, going absolutely nuts, high-fiving people, getting everybody hyped up, and then you see it come on the screen. Pick three has been traded to the Houston Texans, and... It's not every day you see somebody my size do a backflip. <laughs> you did not. I did one in my mind. <laughs> and, like, the whole place, like, I went and the whole place just started going nuts. And then it was Will Anderson, and we'd lose it our minds because the Texans just got the guy who I had as the number one quarterback, the guy I had as the number one defensive player. And I'm like, this is the most awesome, amazing draft yeah. ever. Two. And I remember one a particular person that I used to work with was very unhappy mm -hmm. and declared that that draft would be the worst day in Texans history. Yeah, I'll never understand that. And uh, I hope that person feels like an absolute pile of dog turds right now because <laughs> How I totally you? deserve it. Well, and I know who you're talking about, and I, actually, I love that guy. Love him, but dog um, of turds. But you know what? We all uh, hit a low point at some, <laughs> at some point uh, in whatever we do. <laughs> Um, whatever we say, our opinions, you they know. They traded up to have the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. If you weren't on board in April, you better get on board now because the bandwagon is filling up. And I want to say they went out and got the coach of the year. And I want to say they had the balls to retain the executive of the year in Nick Casario. And, you know, that's, I haven't mentioned that. Do they do the, is there an executive of the year in the it's NFL? It's not honors? on the list tonight. No, there's no executive of the year. So whatever it's it is. MVP, coach of the year, comeback player of the year, offensive player of the year, Walter Payton man of the year, Art Rooney sportsmanship. That's what's left. Yeah. On the so I guess whatever pro football writers of America, I guess they awarded Brad Holmes of the Detroit Lions executive of the year. Cool. Whatever. To me, 
that's why I think Dan Campbell wins head coach of the year because Brad Holmes, I feel like, got an achievement award for doing something over the lifespan of, you know, the last three years, rather, not a lifespan, but the last three years. I feel like Dan Campbell probably gets that. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you, whether you're, if you want to get, it doesn't matter who you give all the damn credit to. It, the guy's job is to go out and make deals find players and trust the scouting department and the talent evaluation and get stuff done. Nick Casario, in conjunction with D'Amico Ryans, went out and found dudes, got stuff done, and turned a three-win football team into a team that won a divisional round playoff game by kicking the absolute crap out of the Cleveland Browns this season. That's an executive of the year for what he did in the offseason via the draft, via free agency, and what those two guys did together working in tandem during the regular season when they needed an edge rusher because Jonathan Grenard and Will Anderson were absolutely just spent and banged up. They went out and found a dude. When they needed interior linemen, they went out and found a couple of dudes. When they needed safeties, and damn, you know they needed safeties after losing a couple in the first month of the season, they went out and got them. They got impact players throughout the course of the season that helped the Texans achieve what nobody thought was possible. Not even you. Not even me. When nobody thought was possible. That's an executive of the year. And I said a long time ago, I don't give a damn if he wins it or not. You know what you got. And... When you have the opportunity to work with an individual like D'Amico Ryans and vice versa, you get an opportunity to work with a guy like Nick Casario who uh, maybe is realizing the vision that he maybe once had for this organization when he took this job, it's badass. With the core group of guys you have in place right now, two cornerstone pieces at least, one on each side of the ball in C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson for the foreseeable future. Um, that's a hard gig to walk away from, man. I, I think they've got a couple of dudes to build around for a long time. You know, like I said, you're not excited. A year later, from three wins to ten, from number two pick to second round of the playoffs. You're not excited? You might not have a pulse. Somebody should check to see if you're dead. Yeah, yeah. It's you better incredible. call your mama. <sighs> you might be dead. I know I'm not dead. I'm enjoying some uh, ice cold, uh, stone cold silver bullets. And you know what Breaking time it news is. from Sports Radio 610 is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Uh, how appropriate that that is sponsored by BetQL because the betting favorite. To win Coach of the Year, one Coach of the Year. Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. Who got his ass handed to him by the Houston Texans in the postseason. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? The Cleveland Browns assistant coach of the year, Jim Schwartz, and the Cleveland Browns coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, who, as you just said, very eloquently got their ass handed to him. Instead of going back to Cleveland, they're going back to Cabo. 
<laughs> at 40, yeah, Vandy! At 45 points scored on their ass in dominating fashion, the Texans handled business. They get those awards over D'Amico Ryans, and I'm not going to say Bobby Sloak because, look, Bobby, he was ninth on the odds board to get assistant coach of the year, and uh, while he did a tremendous job, never thought he was really going to be in the running for it. Damn, man, D'Amico Ryan should have gotten this over Kevin freaking Stefanski, I think. And I look, and that's not to take anything away. I really don't mean to. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kevin Stefanski. I don't want to sound like a complete dolt up here and, like, crap all over, like, the job that he did because, my God, the crap that he had to deal with in Cleveland, there's one. Deshaun Watson, there's two. Losing quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Going out and pulling a guy up off the couch and Joe Flacco to be your dude, it's an incredible job to keep the team as sewed up and tight as he did and to do what they did. But you got your ass beat in the divisional round. Got to give it to D'Amico. Torn open and violated in ways that are illegal in 38 states, including New Mexico. <laughs> you have yeah, in, such in, a way with words. Enjoy your uh, your phony award right up there with the Dodgers winning the World Series and they played a 60-game season. <laughs> Fake-ass award. Man, I love I love your way with words. I just, I love you. I'm so glad we're doing this show together. Um, and on a night like tonight, I'm so glad we have another hour left. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I'm so glad we have another hour left because we have a ton to get to and we're going to try our best to do it and do it all. Uh, Coming up next as we hit the 9 o'clock hour, he's Chris Santiago. No, I'm not. He's Patrick Creighton. Yeah, I am. That dude is. I hope I am. (laughs) I'm going to have a hell of an identity crisis if I'm not. Your ass definitely is. I'm Sean Bajani. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 60. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 